BeatBeatsPlanet.com Hey, you are now tuned in. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lady Ingle Show, Lady Ingle Show Lady Ingle Show, Lady Ingle Show To the sounds of DD, a fishbowl radio is better than TV. Get hot side on your mama and your granny so freely. Celebrities in trouble, they ain't getting no freebie. But soon as the trouble comes, we got Alan Bunn with the Minute Man's prayer. A story about a baby eating paper and a baby's mama on the run. To calm the drama down, you know we have a lot of fun. And last but not least, it's yours truly catching the ooze they pass me. I'm repping pink slip, that's my family. In case you didn't catch my name, it's Supreme. Now we the best show on the radio. So Tune in, let your man and let your lady know We move in, we the best show on the radio Yeah, we the best show on the radio Cause we say so
Good afternoon and welcome to another fine Tuesday. You tuned in to the D.D. Ingram Show, the number one show anywhere. Why? Because I said so. And that, my friends, is all the information that you need sitting up in here with just uh 50% of the crew. Well, we got three three quarters of the crew. We're sitting in studio with 50% of the crew, uh, another 25% called in. So we're ready to do what we do every Tuesday. I forgot to send out my Facebook feed, and so I'll do that in a few minutes. Let me pull up my Bible app. And uh, let's say welcome to the show. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? Say hello. I'm doing well. I'm learning, everybody. I'm trying to learn the boards. That's so why you see both of us sitting in the same spot up here. Normally, it, it, whoever's running the show sits in this spot. And so my wife has a, a desire to learn the, what I do. I need to learn how to actually set this up, man. So I actually did learn it, but I forgot it because I didn't do it. So she's up here, so she'll be clicking the buttons, and I'll just be sitting up here for more support and kind of walking walking her through what we need to do so you know if we get ready to play a song or commercial y'all will probably actually hear me tell her what to do but uh eventually i won't have to say anything welcome la how are you young lady i'm blessed sir i'm blessed to to be alive and that is that is good news man i hope everybody is taking care of yourself in this extremely cold weather man it's an ungodly cold out there man but we only have to i think today is the last day tomorrow it'll just be really cold and then after that we'll we'll warm up and so i hope you guys are taking care i hope nobody had to get out there on these streets yesterday and uh today the roads are pretty clear but the you know, as 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 any time that you have any rain or snow or ice, man, they can always, as the uh, traffic slows and become less and less traffic on the highways, those ice patches are freeze up. So, mm-hmm. be careful when you're out there, man, and uh, just drive safely because you don't know where those ice patches are, and you don't want to be the <laughs> the victim of running into one and losing control of your car, man. And Lord knows, man, over the course of these 61 years, where well, I started driving when I was 16, so what is that? Uh, 40, 44 years. Been, I've, you I've never been, drove before you were 16? Not by myself. Oh. No, I, I I drove uh, with somebody in the car. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I take that back because uh, we, my dad used to let us drive to Longview, man, we probably when we was like 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, he would, long, he would sit in the seat and he, over on the other side because he was teaching us to drive a manual transmission. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, he would he would sit on the other side, man, and he would let us drive. You know, he'd get us on 20 then. You know, of course, that was the fun part because we got a chance to accelerate to get to the uh, cr- <laughs> the highway speed. And right. then after that, man, it was just make sure you don't hit nobody. So Funny story I heard. Um, it's funny, but it's not. This guy was getting carjacked, and the carjacker, well, he had a manual transmission right. car, and the carjacker couldn't drive it, right. so he had to leave him alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the funniest carjacking thing I saw was somebody trying to. He got it was some people in like a Uber or something, mm-hmm. and they were trying to jack the Uber driver. So he just started driving like a you know he, oh, he started yeah. driving real crazy, man. Uh-huh. And those people inside, man, were screaming to my, "Let us out! Let us out!" He said, "No, no, you know, this is where you wanted to be." <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to take you on a ride. So, yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's something to think about in the future. Somebody get in the back of your car and try to tell you to drive, and they're going to take your money. Just drive crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. I drive crazy and just crazy. I'll be running through lights, man, and I go straight to the They wouldn't do it again. Yeah, I'm like, Lord Jesus, let us out this car. How much we got to pay you to get out? How much we got to pay you to let us out this vehicle? It is really something to consider, man, because, uh, 
you're at a you're at a position where you don't know if you're gonna live or not, mm-hmm. man. So you might as well make them think about carjacking people ever ever again. That's so true. That's that is true. something for you guys out there. F little that's our tidbit for the day. If, mm-hmm. if someone try to car, if they try to take you on a ride now, if they try to carjack you. You ain't got in the car yet. Just let them have a the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And so yeah, so that's the our little tidbit. If they get in the car and, and try to take you for a ride, if you're out there, Uber, Lyft, or whatever your ride share service is, make this possibly their last day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, our lesson, our, our lesson for today, I haven't, haven't it's kind of weird for me because my sleeping has been really crazy here lately. I remember going to sleep Sunday morning and woke up Monday night. I slept like 16 hours. That was a long time. And when I looked yeah. at the clock yesterday, I was like, oh, my. And the only reason I woke up because I, I kicked the hanger off of the bed, and it made that noise that disturbed me. So mm-hmm. if, if, it if it wasn't for that, I probably would have slept a lot longer. Anyway, the word, uh, scripture comes from, I don't even know why I'm sharing that. The scripture comes from Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's, a you know, that's. When, it, when you think about people who are Christians, a lot of people, they claim to be Christians, but they're really not. They they just we say, like, Christians in name only, mm-hmm. you know, so they can say they belong to the club or whatever. Right. But uh, they're not. <laughs> the club, literally, in some churches. Right. And so they, they're not <laughs> really. another story. <laughs> another story for another time. <laughs> they're not really seeking to be uh, like David, a man after God's own heart. They just. Mm-hmm. As uh, a lot of preachers say, they're just uh, seeking fire insurance, you mm-hmm. know, and, and get in and make sure that I'm not going to hell, and then that's it. But that's you have to kind of question whether they really are saved if that's their uh, their thinking. Mm-hmm. Seeking and finding God in the Old Testament, God's presence and His relationship with His people was uh, mediated through priest and the temple system. The people of God worshipped God and prayed to Him, but it was the priests who would enter into the sacred spaces and speak with God on their behalf. They revered God, but they were still separated from Him. However, the prophet Jeremiah wrote about a time when God's people would be able to experience a direct relationship with Him. God's spirits would dwell in them, and they could find Him anywhere at any time. Through Jesus, Jeremiah's prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus sent the Spirit of God to dwell within us to have access to God's presence at any time. This means that God is never far from you. Just like it says in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, He can be He can be found when we seek Him. He is present and ready for relationship with you. Jeremiah also says that we must seek God with all our heart. We don't just seek God, He seeks us as well. When you pursue a relationship with God, he wants to access he wants to access every part of you, the way you think, the way you act and even the way you feel. He wants to transform your entire life. At first it may seem hard to give God access to your past or the things we are ashamed of, but God is full of grace and mercy and he wants us to be free from those things. Seeking God with all of your heart may feel like may feel risky at times, but we can trust he knows best and will love us regardless of what we've done. Ask God to reveal within you any part of your life that you haven't surrendered to God. Pray for strength and courage to give all of your life to God. Continue to seek him and follow him each and every day. That's the devotion on the Reflect Question says, how can you seek God today? The three choices are I can have an honest conversation with God. The second choice is I can read my Bible and meditate on his word. The third choice, I can spend time reflecting on how God is at work 
in my life and as always all three are excellent choices and that may be the choice of someone today me i would have to say uh, i can read my bible and meditate on his word because i want to make that because this one i think kind of will lead will will lead to the other to the other two I can read my Bible and meditate on his word. I'm reading the Bible, but I need to concentrate more on meditating on his word for myself. You, sweetie, what would you say? Number three. Number three, I can spend time reflecting on how God is at work in my life. Uh And uh, that's an outstanding thing to do because if you look out over the course of time, back when you were younger, you couldn't see it. No. I wasn't even looking for it, you know, honestly. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so, but... At this stage of life, being where we have more years behind us than we do ahead of us, mm-hmm. it's, it's something to look back on and go, okay, I can see God's work in my life. And even now, in our in the present day, you can see God at work. But it, like you say, we weren't aware of it and not even seeking it or, or trying to be con- conscious of it. L.A., will you want me to read them again? Or? No, it would be number three. Number three? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's always like I said. Always, all of them are good, but you know you still have more days ahead of you than behind you because you haven't reached the age where we are. So you still you still in that 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 part of your life where you can say, God willing, I have more days ahead of me than I do behind me. So those reflect question. And for those of you who are out there in the uh, Facebook land and in the, the ether, you know those are as always some something to ponder and think about as you journey the rest of this day and I pray you started your day with a conversation with God with prayer to you know get your day started right and end your day with prayer you know and continue you know prayer a lot of people think prayer is you got to get down on your knees and you know oh God and you know, hallow thou be it now <laughs> the green you know Alpha and Omega you know you, I mean and all that could be a part of it but, you know, prayer, as you go throughout the day, is simply just saying, you know, if you're going to wash dishes, Lord, bless me while I wash these dishes. And, uh, you know, say again. He was, he was at the desk earlier. The owner is looking for a, an employee. He's a, but, uh, yeah, I mean, prayer throughout the day is just, just talking with God as you do stuff, man. You can be simply thanking him for something, man. Thank you. My, my wife talks to her plants all the time. And so it can be something as simple as God. Thank you that I have these beautiful plants out here, man, that it, I'm taking care of that it's brings me pleasure and joy. And it gives me. Thank you for you know, the very breath you yeah, take, so you know. All day long, mm-hmm. you can you can have a conversation with God. But you do from time to time need to get down on your knees, humble yourself, and uh, pour out your heart. And, so, mm-hmm. and you know, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, can, well, in this devotional, it was saying that you must seek him with all your heart. And how many of us really seek God with everything in us? You know what I mean? I mean, if anybody is truthful about that, I would say less than one percent. If it, you know, with all of their heart. I mean, that's that's you know, just like it says, you have to trust in Him and uh, Mm -hmm. tell Him everything and trust. Turn over your whole life to him. And so well, that, that would be your heart, too. Right. And so how many of us are actually doing that? And I mean, I I can be honest and say that I'm not, you know, so I, that I need to start. Huh? How do you start? How do you start? You just you just surrender. Yeah. You just decide in your mind. OK, I'm going to. 
I'm going to give God my everything, my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole spirit, you know, and just, just, you have to trust first that that's going to, I guess that's how you start by trusting him and then go from there. Also, you have to be, because like my wife just said, all you have to do is just surrender your, your everything to him. But then as you go through the day and you realize, you know, that you haven't in a certain area of your life, then you just, hey, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I haven't turned this over to you. So now, at but this you mo- have to want to too. You have to want to, mm-hmm. but in your wanting to and realizing that you haven't, then you know because like, how many people have had like really terrible things happen to them in their life, really, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to get rid of it. You want to uh, not have PTSD over it or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, you just can't get it out. Out of your mind, you can't get rid of it. But if you truly turn it over to God, you'll remember it. Yeah. But you that you allow Him to come into that space and allow Him to have that. And I don't. I have to learn Bible verses, but it's a Bible verse that says, "Uh, take my yoke upon you." You know. But my yoke is easy and my right. burden is light. Yeah. So that's what you have to do. You know, say, "Oh God, I'm gonna give this to you." You know, and uh, when it says take my yoke upon you, that's kind of like you being in the yoke with him. And whenever they train oxen back in biblical times, they would put the young ox with the uh, the, the mature ox. And what would end up happening was the mature ox would had control of the yoke. You know, and the young ox couldn't really go the way that he wanted to. He had to go the way the mature ox would go. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, he learned that the mature ox way was the way. Yeah. So that's what it was means the by right way. was the right way. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that verse means. Take my yoke upon you, and you know your burdens will be light because Jesus will be the one taking control, and He'll be living your life through you. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just a matter of making a conscious decision to do that, but then realizing when you haven't, and then uh, you know said, okay, God, I, I failed here. I didn't surrender this to you, and but I'm going to. And then sometimes you have to be like the guy. Who had the uh, the son that had the uh, spirits in him, and he said he told Jesus to help him, and Jesus said, "Do you believe I can do it?" And his answer was, "Yes, I believe you can do it, but help my unbelief." Mm-hmm. So how do you say I believe you can do something, but help my unbelief? He was like, "I believe, but I'm like 99% believing you can do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna need you to help me with the one percent that I don't believe, so I can get what I'm asking for." Mm-hmm. And so when you when you doing this surrendering, you know it's a constant thing, man. And uh, it's it's an achievable goal, but you have to be conscious of the fact that that's what you want, and you have to also be conscious of the fact when you're not doing it and say, "Hey, God, I'm failing in this area, so please help me, help my." You know, I said I'm going to surrender, so help me surrender what I said I was going to surrender. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, yeah. So. Well, but you have to want yeah. to surrender. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, a lot of people say they want to surrender, but they don't really want to surrender because it's mm-hmm. easier to hold on. Um, you, you were talking about PTSD and all right. that. It's easier to hold on to that pain than to let it go and go through the pain of letting it go. Right. And so, so and what were you going to say, LA? I'm sorry. Oh no, I was agreeing with you guys. Okay, so the prayer goes, God, thank you for revealing yourself to the world and to me. Thank you for choosing to have a personal relationship with me. Today's please, today, 
Today, please help me to seek you with my whole heart. As I draw closer to you, please deepen my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And the scripture says you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And that is that is today's scripture lesson. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. People don't realize how blessed we are in this day and age. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Going back to the uh, story that we were just reading in the Bible app where they talked about in the past there was an intercessor between man and God, and that was the priest, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Which is still the same way for some now. Right. It, it yeah. should not be. But so you needed another person to go into the the, uh, the temple, the Holy of Holies, and only one person can go in at a time. And this is, how, this is how sacred that spot was, man, that when the priest would go in to make atonement for the people, they would tie a rope around his leg, mm-hmm. you know, because if he, he made a mistake, he would die instantly. Mm. And so they would have to pull him out by the rope. And so wow. that's another, yeah, that's another now story. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, so that was uh that was a sacred duty, and you didn't want to mess up. And so now, and so they had to do that. Well, I think it was on an annual basis that where the priest went in to make atonement, or maybe they did. I had to study more about that. So if you know the answer to that question, let me know. I don't know if they did it quarterly, monthly, or just annually. But at any rate, it took somebody to go in there and make atonement for the people, and then they had to pray to God and then come back and minister you minister to you on behalf of God. But now, you know, there's no uh, mediator. There's a mediator between man and God, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus. And so, and when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He sends the Holy Spirit to in, live in you, and so you have a immediate access to the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit. You know, and so that's that's a wonderful miracle of the uh, Jesus laying down His life for us, man. And so. You know, if you get if you started studying and you learn more and more things, and that's why you should. Uh, the Bible is a life read and not a read through. And I need mm-hmm. to. Uh, I do read. I do my daily uh, Bible app reading, and I feel so disappointed, man, because four days ago I didn't read, man. And I know that because I'm looking down here at my street that says three days, mm-hmm. and so I don't know what was going on that particular day that i i missed but you know there can be times where you just get busy but i don't want to be so busy that i don't that's why i try to yeah (laughs) i try to consciously make that the first thing that i do when Mm -hmm. i get up Mm -hmm. and so sometimes man i might have been that day you slept it, it quite possibly could <laughs> be the day that i slept 16 hours mm-hmm. man and uh that doesn't make you more tired no i believe okay you remember the day before i where i had to go to, yeah. to, to church and uh-huh. so i i ended up staying up you know when i would normally go to sleep at uh at seven or eight mm-hmm. i ended up staying up because i had that rehearsal yeah and so i didn't then when i got home i thought well maybe i would go to sleep you know because i had been up at that time i was getting close to 24 hours man and then i ended up going to sleep at my normal time which is like seven or eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. so i think that was kind of the accumulation of those that that not sleeping when I should have, and mm-hmm. so that's why when I didn't, I didn't set out to make up that time. It just how that it worked out, and so mm-hmm. you know. Speaking of, my, I don't understand my sleep schedule. I mean, I it is what it is. But the thing I was just thinking about this uh, yesterday when we went to South Dakota mm-hmm. without an alarm clock. Man, I woke up like seven thirty or eight every morning, mm-hmm. and I went to sleep around midnight. And then when I got back here, man, it just <laughs> it flipped immediately, man. Mm-hmm. So I was I was I didn't, I didn't understand that dynamic, but 
anyway, that is our our Bible Bible lesson for today. So let me go to Facebook and uh, you got anything you ramble about while I'm well. inviting the people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean ramble. You know, no. yeah. I mean. Um when you talk about uh, your sleep schedule, you I notice that you say all the time, well, my sleep schedule is this. Maybe, and I think there is power in your words. Everything you say matters. And the Bible also says we're going to have to take account of every word that, that we say. Ooh, and that's deep, too, right. but that's another story. <laughs> but I think if you continually tell yourself, okay, my sleep schedule is... Um, I, I don't go to bed till eight o'clock in the morning. Well, then you're gonna go to bed at eight o'clock every morning because that's what you said. I have and what I said. Yeah, you you shall have what you say. It always goes back to that for me. Um, that's why I'm I'm working on, and I, I don't knock you for it because that's that's you. That's right. who you are. But um, life and death are in the power of the tongue. We shall have what we say. All this is biblical. And I believe that I shall have what I say, so I'm speaking nothing but uh, good things over my life. So right, and then I've made attempts to go to bed earlier, and so <laughs> we just—it was interesting that you made that statement, and I know you believe what you say. But the uh, one night you tried to go to bed early, mm-hmm. you know, because like but I kept laying there, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was like I had a, I went to sleep but i didn't go to sleep right, sleep. Right. but i was gonna lay in that bed and then i i still told myself i'm getting up at eight o'clock right. and that's what i did no matter how bad my night of sleep was that night i'm determined to stay on a schedule even though i missed it this morning but i'll get back on it tomorrow right so, so mm-hmm. i mean I, and i have to keep that at the the frontal cortex going forward you know perhaps i will have a a more normal schedule. Yeah, because I know. have a friend that said, she used to say, Oof, every January, oh, I just get so depressed. And I told her, you're going to be depressed every January because you say it. Right. You saying it out loud, Satan is going to make sure every January December you 29th. are depressed. <laughs> and yeah. whatever you speak over your life, that's what you're going to have. And we just have to be careful with that. Right. Shout out to Love Sync, man, yeah. whose birthday is coming up on the 27th. All we are right. invited Shout to the birthday to party. And so uh, we'll, we'll try, try to make plans to be out there because Love Sync is a good brother, man. He's yes, uh, yes. always supported the beautiful show. Beautiful wife. Beautiful wife, man. And uh, they have a beautiful ministry. Mm-hmm. To, you know, and so I had the, the uh the fortunate opportunity i was blessed to be able to perform for them this this uh, past summer and so mm-hmm. man it's a, it's an excellent ministry and he's he's a, the marriage man yes that's a marriage you want to see uh, and be a part of if you have an ha- opportunity to get acquainted with him you can watch him walk out his walk man he's a and then you'll see what a biblical marriage is supposed to be like not a, what a perfect human is not what a perfect marriage is but you'll see him work it out biblically biblically you know that's that's biblically biblically <laughs> yeah so that's i mean but i would say the same thing about us and then our swag group and things you know because uh you know anybody see that's the that's the, that's a negative stigma about uh christianity is once you become a christian you just supposed you, you're gonna be perfect and then, what's the first thing they say Rand? if you do so i thought you was a christian yeah exactly boy they, they <laughs> love it i thought you was a christian 
<laughs> I am a Christian. I'm gonna be a Christian when I hit you in the eye. I'm gonna ask for forgiveness. Oh, <laughs> no, <Lord. laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just, I ain't, nah, I'm not, I'm just saying. But that's because, you know, I use Steve Harvey when he talk about his faith and his walk with Christ. He said, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, but I ain't all the way in. He said, I'm, I'm not. I'm a, he said, I'm that thug Christian. Mm. Now, I'm not condoning what, I'm not, uh, when, uh, how do you, I'm not in an agreement with what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not co-signing. I was just using that as an example because there are people, you know, there again, you know, when, when you're a Christian, you know, we all make mistakes all the time. That's the beauty of being a, not, not that you make mistakes, but that, we are forgiven if we ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. for making those mistakes. But in asking for forgiveness, you got to make a conscious effort not to repeat what you're asking for forgiveness for. Right. My cousin made a post, um, I guess, I, I, it was sometime this week. And it says, we cannot say we're Christians and keep repeating the same sin over and over and, and asking for forgiveness. Right. And a lot of people didn't agree, but that's biblical. Right. How can you say you're a Christian? Oh, tomorrow we're going to hook up. Right. No, right. we're not married. Right. You know, we, we could be having an affair, but we're hooking up tomorrow. Right. Because we already planned this. Right. And then you hook up. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. And then you plan it again. Right, right. So, you know, yes, so. Yeah. You yeah. call yourself a Christian, right? You really? got you got to you got to question your your walk, your walk, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks for that. Sense. And your witness, you right. know, because people are watching, right? You you say you sold out for you, uh, saved, sanctified, filled with Hallelujah, glory. <laughs> but we meet, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna meet at hotel knock hotel knock the boots, yeah. This this Friday, like we always do, yeah, we all ask exactly. the Lord to bless this coming together of the flesh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Y'all yeah. are so silly. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's how <laughs> that's how people walk out there walk, though. And yeah, and, and it's, first of all, it's not setting a good example. Even if only you. And you, the person you hooking up with, and God knows, right? It, that's, it that's still is not. It's still not a good. It's that the the it's God knows show in your life. Yeah, and I believe that it's gonna, it's gonna still show in your life mm-hmm. on how your life ends up because of the what you're putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. You, and uh, I just, what you just said is really resonates with me when you say people are watching mm-hmm. and uh I've I've told this story many times but it bears repeating man I when I was working before I retired when I was like I would go to work there were periods of time of the day that I would read I would read the Bible two times a day once on my first break and then again on my second break sometimes man if I was fasting then I would read it at lunchtime and so I just sit out being on the little step on the little part near the part where I was working and just reading not just thinking anything I'm just you know doing my daily read and then you know one day man just something would happen and someone would just walk up to me and say I know you're a Christian Mm-hmm. You know, I never said I was a Christian. Yeah. You know, and they say, "Well, I know you're a Christian, and this is the issue that I'm dealing with. Will you pray for me?" Mm-hmm. And I would say, "Sure." 
and then we would talk about whatever issue that was. And so when you say people are watching you, people are watching yeah. you, man. And so mm-hmm. they're listening, you know, as why are we talking on this radio show, man? If someone sees us out in the street, you know, please don't look too close. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, they, they see you out there, man. We say we hear those words that you are saying, mm-hmm. but we, we're watching, like my friend, uh, Vit, trend you know and i heard he's the first person i've ever heard say this but i've heard it many times since then and he he referred to a race but i i refer to people he said when people tell you something never listen to what they say watch what they always do. watch what exactly. they do that's my mantra this year i'm yeah. not gonna listen to i mean i will listen to what you say but more so i'm gonna watch what you do right cause and and you know we'll we'll move by that right you know what i mean yeah that's so. why that's how i will deal with whoever it is right so I, I use this as an example from time to time it's like if you're in a bad relationship and the guy busts you in the eye every day mm-hmm. and you say i love you <laughs> how long is it gonna take you yeah how long is it gonna <laughs> take you to realize that this dude don't love you because he's telling you every day we coming in and hitting you in the eye every day and then right after that, say, I promise you, I never do it again. I love you, but you're going through this same cycle daily. At some point, you got to go. Okay, this dude lying to me. Exactly. <laughs> this ain't love. No, no. So, but, but unfortunately, that's what some people deem love is. And unfortunately, yeah. And using your words, unfortunately, I had to find out that twice. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was kind of crazy, but I didn't. I didn't know this. My mom told me each time after the relationship was over mm-hmm. that they told her that they were going to make me hit her, hit him. How could you tell a person's mother? Right. That? You know, right. That's, that's pretty foul. But yeah, so that's know. a good piece of information to, to have <laughs> disseminated to me yeah. at the time they told you that. I, we just, could. <laughs> I could not allow anybody to hit me. Yeah, we could. I, I just, that was that it was what I saw when I was growing up. And I promised myself. No, this is something I'm not going through. Right. Mm-hmm. L.A., you got any input? I agree. I agree with, with all everything that y'all are saying. But, um, you know, sometimes it could be a spiritual warfare and you don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and you don't know how to get out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. What's Yeah, and what you just said, man, is so important. A lot of people, we all, not a lot of people, everybody is going through spiritual warfare. It's just some people recognize it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the people that don't recognize it are those people, oh, why me? Oh, Lord, why me? And then, you know, or, those, go ahead. you know, or some people have the mindset, well, this is what I'm supposed to be going through. God does not want you to go through abuse. Right. Now, right. That, that's just not biblical. So, yeah. and a lot of people confuse what God is for uh, with what he allows. Mm-hmm. Because what he allows is not necessarily what he's for. He can stop anything, but once he once he created the earth and put us on it, he created it for us to rule and reign. And then, you know, there was an issue with Satan being prideful and becoming jealous and wanting to be just like the most high and mm-hmm. ended up getting cast down to the earth before the creation of man. And so he was like, since I'm going to hell, I'm going to get some more people to go with me. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, caused the original sin. And at that moment, literally all hell broke out, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, when people out in the world, man, if they could just grasp that 
all of the problems that we have because people are the question you hear all the time if god is so, so good, good why this well you don't have an understanding of creation in the original sin and, and the result of the original sin when we and the result of the original sin was we turned what what was designated and planned for us we turned it over to satan mm-hmm. you know and then if adam had to say adam had not sinned we'd be you wouldn't be asking the question if god is so good why this because you would see the goodness of god manifested and, and i do you do but we also see the opposite which is true you know the result of us turning over what god has created for us to satan who is now called the uh prince of the earth or uh, something like that mm-hmm. but but uh that's that's you know and i'm i'm not so studied that i can really expound on that but mm-hmm. i'm i can give you general information and if necessary if it's something you want to find i can then i can go talk to someone mm-hmm. And get a clear on. Oh, I could bring someone on. You know, matter of fact, when uh, the next time Nathaniel, who says he's, you know, they and they actually been wanting to come back, but it's just a matter of him uh, figuring out his schedule. Nathaniel is the leader of Swag. That's our group, which stands for Saved with Amazing Grace. He's the spiritual leader. He brought us all together, and so he's a man. He's a powerful witness for Christ. As a matter of fact, he just recently had a birthday, and we bought him a shirt. And uh, I don't remember what the shirt said, but it 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 basically a shirt. Said, just, Heaven is my home. I'm just here trying to recruit. Right. Okay. It's so, something to that nature. Yeah. And so that is that is his ministry, man. He cannot not do it. I yeah. mean, everywhere he goes, man, is at some point if you're having a conversation with him, he's going to minister to you and find out where you are in your walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he he hasn't. An excellent way of doing it, and some you know, and I can't remember these guys that he watched on YouTube, but one is Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort, who mm-hmm. is excellent, man. If you guys have any questions about Christianity, if you're not, or you kind of think you might want to be, you know, go uh, look up Ray Comfort on YouTube, man. He does an excellent job. Another thing I would recommend is uh, Vody Bakum, mm-hmm. Why I Believe the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I can't think of the other author, but The Case for Christ. Excellent, Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. Those are mm-hmm. excellent resources, man. But uh, Ray Comfort, man, you got to look them up on YouTube, man. Something. And these are the ways you can seek God and find Him when right. you search for Him with all your heart. Right. right there. Yeah, that goes back to the days. Listen, right? Mm-hmm. What to hit those commercials, man? All right. Uh, now I'm learning the board, people. Uh, so be patient with me. All right. So you know, just no, not not yet. Okay. So <laughs> click click on the top one. This one? Yeah. Okay. Drag it over to the first slide. Okay. Right. Now, before you before you hit play, mm-hmm. go to that manual where you, mm, manual, okay. Go back to auto. Okay. Now click play. Play is here. Hey, oh, hey, now hey. this is Steve. Okay. We'll be right back, with y'all. Am I worth the time show? We want to invite you to check us out every Monday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. with the angels, Lady Jackie Holly Bell, Lady T, and Nikki C. Right here on the Am I Worth the Time show on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. 
Podcasters. The name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh. Because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. Your voice matters. Jump in. You Every life storm is filled with pain. No umbrella to protect you from the rain. Mary didn't have enough Jane to help you maintain. Every day is like emotional train. You got a cop back ready to pull it. Don't you know Jesus died for that bullet? When days go dim, call out to him. And our pain is where we meet our creator. And the rain is where we find out he's greater. And his power we see straighter. Sunshine's not always on my side. The rain falls just another part of living life. And even though we see the times when love is just a just a memory and feel the pain when does cry. The rain's only for a season. You'll be a shelter when you need one. Don't hold on to the struggle, there is freedom. So come on in from the rain. That will be And I'm quite the mess, but his love is intact Yeah, meditating on that, though Dive in, live on what I hit a backstroke Like a chiropractor when I'm out of whack It's a fact that he got my back, though That we're feeling For only God can wipe the tears And give us healing 
rise We in it though to the end so it ain't no surprise These trials flow so frequently we may wonder why We aren't in tune with the Lord's frequency but those thoughts are lies Cries from the one who created the universe When left to die so we can sympathize with our human hurts Let it do its work, anything good ever grew in dirt Without water our father prepares us to seek him first They follow the cloud, allow for the cloudy days Without being too proud to cry out and give him praise In the midst of the storm when life can't be understood Trust is not to harm you, God's working in it for your good Back on the D.D. Ingram show, had to get those commercials out the way, make the company some money, and then we played Rain by Brian Ezell, our mm-hmm. guest from last week. Man, that is a, no, it's two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What did we do last week? Um, do we have a guest or we just talked amongst ourselves? Uh, this is the 16th, so we've had... Uh, we talked amongst ourselves. We talked amongst last ourselves. It was week. just, we did. it was just a good family conversation, mm-hmm, of course. Because little Didi was here. Every family mm-hmm. conversation is made better because LA is a part of the show, man. Mm-hmm. She's out there making us think oh. with those questions, man. She be putting those questions to us. We got a book of questions, actually. And so, before we get to the book of questions, LA, what's what is your, uh, it's in your spirit today that you want to ask us about? <laughs> and the audience. Um. I, I don't even know. I haven't really kind of, I've been kind of going with the flow no. with what we've been talking about. Um, well, let us go to the book of questions we, while you think of a yeah, question. Yeah, because we know because the way you think, you're going in the midst of us doing whatever we do, you'll come up with something. Mm-hmm. And really? <laughs> oh, you do it so all the time. look forward to those? Yes, yeah, yeah, because them. they're very. You ask some very good questions. Some of them I'll be on the verge of going. Look, I ain't got an answer for this, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I try man, because they're they're definitely questions that make you have to go inside of yourself and you know come up with a an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank y'all. This is the book of questions. It's called by, the book of questions. Yeah, it's called the book of questions by Gregory Stock. PhD. And it, but you know, oh, you can't see it on there because the sh- the the reflection. But just but trust me, y'all. <laughs> if, if you want something, man, because everybody got these things that at home, Pictionary and different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you just want to have start a good conversation, man, it's uh because the questions you want to talk about LA making you think these questions right here make you have to go, oh man. Uh, you either have an answer or you're going you just going to say man I throw my hands at I I just don't know how to handle this particular situation but it's it's designed it's it's no so right it's or wrong designed to make you think yeah it's no right mm-hmm. you know in the book it says it's no right or wrong answer it's just designed to make you think if you're in a particular situation or predicament how would you handle it okay mm-hmm. so. okay and this is question 136 
Do you strive more for security, accomplishment, success, love, power, or excitement? Oh, man. What are those choices again? Do you strive more for security, accomplishment, success, love, power, or excitement? Oh, man. For me personally, I would... uh I would say two of those uh, are the same. What's the uh, security? What was the accomplishment? Uh, mm-hmm. Security and accomplishment. Because, in, you know, and I think success was one of them too, right? Mm-hmm. So accomplishment and success, I think, go hand in hand. Yeah, I'd have to agree on and that. So, and so if if, if it depends on your motive for being successful because there are a lot of evil successful people. Exactly. You know, so what is your motive for trying to be successful? My my motive was uh would be to provide for my fa- myself, and my family and then do good to for and to others. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why I would want to be successful in accomplishment and then and, and accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you are right uh motivated in the right way and you're successful and accomplished then you will have security because you're able to take care of yourself you're able to take care of your family you're able to be able to be a blessing to other people you know love is 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 not i want to be loved like you know the the bible says god is love and so mm-hmm. if i am love i'll be loved but so i i i would have to say those 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 four things will cover for me. I think will cover everything. Mm. So what would you? mine would be love. I, I want to uh, express the love of Christ to everyone right. I come in contact. Right. That that would be my major one. All right, L.A. Mine would be love too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I don't care about power. Excitement is okay, but you know, if I don't have excitement. Will I still be okay? Right. You know what I mean? If I don't have success, security, accomplishments, power, will I still be okay? Yeah. And you? I believe I would. I believe because. uh, I think that love. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think that love will, the love that you get for yourself will help you accomplish all those things. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't have all those things and you still had love, you still have everything. There again, I'm not, I can't quote the scripture, but it, there's a, a the greatest. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, a, a list, mm-hmm. a, a number of things, and they said the greatest of these is love. I bet Love mm-hmm. Sink knows that scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 13. It's 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. You going to pull it up? I'm going to pull it up. Okay, because uh, that's that. the. Uh, that's another love chapter. Love sync. His his verses uh, in in First John. I've, I'm gonna, I'm have to write that down, man, because it's a beautiful verse, man, about love, man, and the Bible is replete with love, man. So, you want to know what love is? The Bible is God's love letter to us all, man. And so, a lot of people look at it as a, a book of negatives. I can't do this. I can't do that. And that's the wrong way to look at it, man. If you're looking at it that way. 
then uh, it's it's a book of torture for you, man. So, <laughs> but if if you're looking at it, you know, if you have the right spirit and right mindset, then you realize, man, it is a book of love, man. It it, it tells you that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That makes no sense to someone who is not spiritually mature. It's just what does all of that mean? What well, basically means that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You, you go, it's not not to say that you're gonna have a great life here. It, it could include that, mm-hmm. but eternity is the goal, right. you know. So that's why it says you won't die, but you have everlasting life. And a lot of people don't understand how do you not die? You know, dying for the Christian, death for the Christian is a transition. It's moving from life to everlasting, everlasting. life. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's a uh, well, you y'all wouldn't get this analogy, but anyway. Have you ever seen like a, a movie or something, man, where they have like this little, it's a uh, a portal, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, sci-fi movies have them all the time. And then you walk through the portal and you find yourself in another dimension. Mm-hmm. And once you're in that other dimension, you can't come back. Well, that's what, you know, being saved is like when you die. You go through the portal, and once you go through the portal, you'll find yourself in another dimension from which you cannot return. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to make your calling and election sure, because you're going to go through that portal, and you're going to have one or two places where you're going to end up. One of them is going to be glorious. The other one, not so much. Yeah. So, well, this is uh, not the scripture I was talking about, but it it, it's t- it tells you what love is. Right. And so... Um, it says, if you have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. And is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So love never fails. So that is um, 1 Corinthians 13, 2 through 7. So Another question to make you think. <laughs> I'm slipping through the book, man. Because uh, a lot of people have actually said they want to do this. Okay. I, so the question is, if you could wake up tomorrow in the body of someone else and assume his or her life, Ooh. would you do it? If so, who would you pick? What if you became? What if you become the real you again in a month or a year? So, for me, the answer to the question is I wouldn't pick anybody. I, I, I'm good. I'm sticking with the life. I, you know, good, bad, and the ugly of the life that I have. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I wouldn't want to trade places with anybody. First of all, you don't know, you know, because this is this is what a lot of people see is the glory, so to speak. Okay. You know, and they don't realize. Because they don't realize what the person went through to to get what it, whatever it is that they have. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to say, I want to be like yada, 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 right? Mm. But if you had to go through those same tests and trials and tribulations that so and 
so and so went through, mm-hmm. not knowing whether you're going to be successful. That's the thing, not knowing whether you're going to be successful or not. Mm-hmm. But if you just if, if you if you knew what they went through, mm-hmm. would you be willing to go through that? You know, that's a good one. So, and that would be the cap. Because here's the thing. If you know on the other side of whatever tragedy is going to be something that you greatly desire, let's say you want to live in a castle, you want to be a billionaire, you want to be able to travel and do whatever you want to, but you got to go through X amount of years of hell to get there, and then when you get it, you're only going to be able to enjoy it for a year. Mm. Is it worth going through all of that? To have, I mean, sure. And then when you die, you don't know what's on the other side of that. So is it worth going through all of that? You know, so <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. What do you say, L.A.? Um, I say that I would want to be myself because I understand that my life is in the hands of God. And this, see, now this, that's... That shows a sign of, and I'm not trying to say this in an arrogant, pompous way, that shows a sign of growth and maturity on mm-hmm. our part. Because mm-hmm. if you'd have asked me that question in my 20s and 30s, I would have had an answer for oh, you. Of course. You know, yeah. <laughs> you would have exa- right. known exactly who it is. Right. And, yeah. Right. Well, with me, I, I want to live as myself also because on the outside looking in, people, some people put on a good front right. you know what i mean they make life just look great you know i'm having this great time but when they go home the, uh just like husband and wives he could be the did he could be the worst husband ever you know could be. <laughs> could be. but could uh, be not. that's on the outside looking in nobody knows but that person that lives with you or that person themselves so we have to be careful wanting uh, someone else's <laughs> life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be fixed that mailbox so I can tell if somebody mess with it. <laughs> he, he, he could be a mister, you know, at right. home. Uh, he's not, uh, thank goodness, because right. I wouldn't be here if he was. But uh, we just have to be careful, one, you know, uh, um, thinking that someone else, else has such a great life when we just don't know. We're on the outside looking in. Whatever question you pick, I put that one down there. Mm-hmm. You know, that way, you know, if we come across, we know we did it, mm-hmm. but it might be some months down the line and we see it again. You see that one, but okay, okay, it's still a good question for now. That's why I put yeah. that. Oh, I put okay. that down there. <laughs> okay. I have another question. What would your funeral be like if you died tomorrow? Who would you want to speak? And what would they say about you if they were being honest? Man, what would my funeral be like, man? If you died tomorrow, what die, would your funeral be like? I, I really, that's a question that I, I really don't have an answer to. And I would say that be, uh, predicated on, I, I know a lot of people know me. They know me. My name is Demetrius Ingham. They, most people know me. My D.D. Ingham is, but if I would to die, how many lives have I affected to where anybody would show up? You know, I'm not saying it'll be an empty service. I'm just saying I don't know. Now, who I would love to speak if this person was alive mm-hmm. would be my friend Larry Davis. Okay. That's, that's who I would love to speak at my funeral because he, uh, 
he is a very dear friend, and uh, and I, that's who I would want to speak. Okay. Was it another part of that question? No. Uh, uh, who would you want to speak, and what would they say about you if they were being honest? That would I can I can tell you that uh, he would honor me with his words because he do he does that now. He's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he sent me. I, I mentioned this last week. He sent me a very encouraging note, and it it it, it was it was based on all the hoopla with Cat Williams on the uh, club Shay Shay and all of the negative things he said and he sent me some clips of different I wouldn't comments. say it was negative I would well, say not, the, the truth according the, yeah, to yeah. him but go ahead but it raised a lot of issues and so and he sent me some some videos of other comics of comics still in other comics material and then at the end i watched everything and i said hey man i, I saw that and i said very interesting and he said i sent that to you for a reason and the, the reason is you know you're a good comic and you're struggling trying to come up with new material your material is your life stop trying to come up with something new and just do you so which is a very encouraging word and uh Another thing that that happened, you know, Larry, fifty year relationship, man. His mother was like, man, she loved me and I loved her, man. And so, at her funeral, he asked me to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, I did speak. But you know, I, I had the mentality in my head, uh, you know, keep your comments to two minutes, mm-hmm. you know. And so there was a, I had wrote some stuff that I wanted to get all the way through. But in my head, I was thinking of the two-minute rule because they always say that. And they so, <laughs> And when I finished, at the, uh, at the end of the service, he said, Didi, when I asked you to speak, I wanted you to speak. There was no time limit on what you had to say. Mm-hmm. And so, by, and I said all that to say this, man. He, he honored me with that. And so I know, and, uh, he, I mean, and he, when he spoke about his mother, he honored my mother and father. It was just a, it was a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. And so... He would, if he would, I think he would, he would be very honoring of me, our life, and our friendship. Oh, okay. And and the part B is, do you care much about having people mourn your death? I I would really, and this happened because of Denzel, uh, a a comic friend of mine, his name was, real name, birth name was Albert Goldstein, but his stage name was Denzel Washington. And so when I went to his funeral, I, I saw the greatest celebration of life that I have seen in my entire life. It wasn't his funeral. It was his uh, wake. His wake. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened at his funeral, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But at his wake, there were no sad words. There was no tears. I mean, they actually literally did a celebration of his life through comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just I, I didn't know that was possible because all I know is, Lord, no, and then knocking over Everybody the chair, take, take me, and all that. That's all I ever seen my whole life, man. So, yeah. so to, to go to his wake and see, and I even got up and told, when I told one of his favorite, one of my favorite jokes of his. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody just celebrated his life. So that is what, that, that was, to me, that was a funeral. Uh, right. I, I agree. So Larry would, uh, Larry would speak at your funeral, and uh, you think he would just honor you? I think he would. And you don't. I want know he people would. Mourning your day. I, I, I want him to celebrate the life mm-hmm. that I live. You mm-hmm. know. Okay. I don't mind. Okay, if you the 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 mourning comes in because of uh, 
the, the separation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's something that I thought that I had probably maybe about four or five years ago. I said, why do people cry at funerals? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really crying because a person is dead. They're crying because of the separation. It's an yeah, eternal separation. Mm-hmm. Because we've been, how many friends do you have you ain't seen or talked to in years, but you ain't crying about them? Yeah. But that's. That's that's permanent, right? So that's why we cry because of the uh, eternal separation. So yeah, I think he was so. Okay, what about you, L.A.? Um, I would like to pass on that question. Okay, well, if I uh, see if I die tomorrow, I would want my god brother Steve to do the eulogy. And he he could say nothing but honest things about me because we've known each other for many, many years, many, many years. And he knows just a lot about right. me, about us. Right. You know, we're, we're all good, friends. the bad, the ugly. Yeah, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I don't care if he, you know, I wouldn't care if he got up there and, and talked about the good, the bad and the ugly. But I know he would say I was one of the greatest friends he ever had. Right. Well, yeah. not, you know, God's sister or whatever. Right. Uh, one of the the greatest friends he ever had. Right. Because, um, you know, we worked together. I was in their wedding. I know uh, his wife really well. I just, you know, we have a lifelong friendship. Uh, and that, and plus he's a, he's a minister. Right. So, uh, I believe he would I just get up there and tell the truth. See him saying anything negative about you. I would right. I would say he would he would encapsulate it like this. He would speak of the uh the wonderful things that you are and say, Now I'm not talking about somebody who is perfect. No. But I'm talking about somebody who was a good person. Yeah. You know, so I think that's how he would encapsulate it. And then he would end it with uh um people knowing that I am in heaven and right. you do the right thing you'll see her again right yeah right and uh do i care about how uh do i care much about having people mourn my death i don't want people to mourn my death uh yes i hope you will miss me but that's that's the only part um and I don't want you to miss me like you'll never see me again. I want you to miss me striving to go where I am. Because right. I know I'm going to be walking the streets of gold. You, you couldn't pay me to come back here. So, um, no, don't mourn me. As a matter of fact, just, just um, have a good time uh, on me. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, uh, Minister Larry Davis or Steve, I think, you know, you know, once they finish saying what they have to say, that they would say that uh, I can just, in my sanctified imagination, seeing Jesus saying, well done, thy good, good and faithful, faithful service. service. Enter yes. into your rest. Mm-hmm. Into my rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that right there, man, that was, that's, that's right there. I, I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's the, something by something? And shout out to those listeners on Facebook and uh, those listeners on the World Wide Web. We out appreciate there, each and every say, one of you. Out there in the ether. Yes. yes. <laughs> because we don't take anyone for granted, no, man. No, we do not. So I am scanning through. <laughs> well, while you're scanning through, can we play another song? We can. Uh, we'll by, uh, well, this is one of my favorites, and it's by Journey V. 
So we will. Where? Where? You need to hold it. Uh, Let I'm go. It. Now do it again. Okay. Hold it. Uh uh. I'm learning the board, guys. So Ooh. please there you be go. You patient got it. with me. Oh, you put. There yeah. you go. And so we're going to play this song by Journey B called Our Father. And uh, we'll be right back.
righty, we are back on the D.D. Ingram Show, heard every Tuesday, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network, the number one internet radio carrier, bar none. Uh, talking to speaking of funerals, they want to say uh, there was a death of a season Sunday, the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, yes. didn't, didn't advance in the playoffs, man. No, and uh, They disappointed that, well. That game right there was uh, more than a disappointment because that was the game all the professionals and everybody had the Cowboys going at least too deep in the playoff and possibly to the Super Bowl. I know and, I said they were going to the Super Bowl a couple months ago. But, but nobody yeah. foresaw this exactly nobody agree- that's, now, true. that's not to take away from green bay that quarterback that young quarterback is good oh he's, he is really good his growth in in one season is is just outstanding mm-hmm. so shout out to green bay i don't know who i'm going to pull for in the I'll, I'll make my my pick during the super bowl exactly. but uh <laughs> man yeah i mean not it, like it, i really care since the cowboys shout out there. to the cowboys for an excellent season yeah, they they show that they are a good team they're a lot of people that walked out of the game talking about we need a new coach, we need a new quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, and, and any time and this is the thing is as a Dallas Cowboy fan, we expect excellence. And yeah. what team doesn't? But I mean yeah. Cowboys though, man, you know Because we're America's team. Right, we're America's team and then, you know, they ride or die. People ain't no <laughs> Ain't no lukewarm cowboy fans, yeah. man. You know, the, they ride or die. And so, I mean, uh, shout out to a great season. We're disappointed that they didn't advance, you know. So, you know, as you know, just saying, next year to the bowl. Exactly. Next year to the bowl, <laughs> That's man. That's the goal. You know, the bowl no, is the goal. The bowl is the goal, man. Yeah. So, uh, we was looking, we were, I was perusing through the, the book of questions again. And so, uh, I, I I was looking at a question, and then I said the question next to it seems more. Yeah, because we've already done that. We have. Mm-hmm. See the green. Oh, that's what yeah. that is. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. That okay. Okay. Question one eighty five. Do you find it so hard to say no that you often end up doing favors you don't want to do? If so, why? And for me. I, I I can say no now. In the past, that would be me. That would be yeah. I can, and I I would end up doing things that I didn't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, no, I was like, yeah, I ain't gonna be able to do it. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times, and people, this this is this gets into an area of of users. You know what I mean? Because like, mm-hmm. there are people that you have in your life, man, that they. They're only in your life for what they can get out of you. Yeah. And if, all you got to do is say no to them twice. <laughs> and they'll be out of your life because at that point they'll realize you, you, they're not going to benefit from, you know, being able to ask you to do something. You're at their beckoning, beckoning call. Yeah, something. and if you're always at someone's beckoning call, I feel like you're God to them. Right. Instead of them depending on God. Right. But that's that's been my my thing for a while and um it also says when you have to tell some uh tell people something they don't want to hear do you tell them directly if not why not well it's <laughs> <laughs> you you should tell them directly you should, you should tell them directly. there's a couple of ways to tell them directly you can directly tell them no 
Or you can not answer any phone calls. That's, <laughs> that's, that's direct, that directly too. Hey man, I'm gonna need you to help me move this Saturday. All right, dog. And then you call, hey man, where you at? Oh, where you? Oh, you just never answered the phone. Where you at? Oh, dog, you just told me you didn't want to help me. No, cause if I'd have told you, you'd have been talking. Oh, you've been tripping. So uh, now you know. Oh, you got a whole truck over there. Right. And right. you don't want to help someone right. move. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's, uh, someone told me, Many years ago, man, that when I bought my truck, mm-hmm. you would get a lot of people asking you to move, and that was so true. Mm. And as soon as I got that, I I ain't driving off the lot of Vandegrift Chevrolet where I bought it from. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't even broke. You know, the five hundred break in miles. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't even get the five hundred break in miles in. Here's somebody need to move. Right, right. So yeah, that is so true. What about you, LA? Do you find it hard to say no? That you often end up doing favors you don't want to do. If so, why? Um, I used to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. When I was younger. Yeah. But now that I'm older, it would be a no. I can say no because I have boundaries. Well, good. I learned how to have boundaries. That's good. How do now? Because people know. I, I'm speaking from personal experience. Experience people normally respond negatively when you say no. Is that is you find that to be the case? Like if someone asks you to do something, you say no, then they get out, they get out twisted. Um. Well, I think. Well, I I learned that it's not for me to focus on that. Is to know that okay, if I can't, then that means I can't. So there's nothing I can do. Right. So I mean, it's even not for me to focus on how they feel about it if I know I can't do it. Right. Well, even if you can do it and don't want to, it's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then it it also says when you tell people no, uh, or when you tell people what they don't want to want to hear, do you tell them directly? Uh, if not, why not? Um, I can do both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I that cuts down on the confusion, man. You know, you you got to tell them directly, and uh, I, I, uh, yeah, that's 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 just the best way to do it, man. Because you know, beating around the bush, you know, saying yeah, I help you out, then not doing that's going to cause more problems. That's if you true, say, because you know, now you're a liar, right? <laughs> you know, just say, hey, now nah, you say I'm not going to do it, or I don't want to do it, or I. Or if, just no. No, just you know no. What? It's just, no it's, is a complete it's sentence. A co- no, yeah. It's a it complete is. sentence. Yeah, so not, you don't have to explain right. anything yeah, if you don't want right. to. Right. I'm not going to be able to do it. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do it. Exactly. And you're just going to have to accept that. Because, like you said, people will tend to use you if they know, oh, I can call this person. They always say yes. Right. Or they're right. always going to be there for me. But I... I'm not God. I cannot be there for whomever all the time. Right. And that's something that at a, at a certain point in life, I mean, if you do it enough times, then people go, hey, don't, don't ask so-and-so. He ain't going to do it, which may, <laughs> which may not be true. I mean, he may not do it for you. Don't, you know, so that would be, that'd be kind of crazy, you know, because it, and I can see this happening. If you say no to a so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of time, then that eventually that person will go. Don't ask so and so. He ain't gonna do it. Well, no, he ain't do it for you. You don't know what they're gonna do for That's another person. True. And That's so, true. you know, and that and and if you do it for another person, and that person sees 
Now they gonna yeah, that could cause a little friction to us. Hey, look, man, you know, am I your only friend? You know, mm-hmm. Tommy, I, I'm sure some other people turned you down. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you mad at me for turning you down? You that's know? true. So, Good question. Because uh, in in people always yeah, that's a whole nother subject right there, man. When people want something from you, they expect you to drop whatever it is. They don't know. They don't know and don't care. No about what you got going on in your that's life. That's true, because a lot of people are uh, flat out selfish. Right. It's all about me, what I want. I don't care what you have going on. Right. I just need you to be there for me when I need you. You can't do that for me, dog. You can't do that for real. <laughs> for real, though. Exactly. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of times, man, the people that's asking you to do whatever ain't done nothing for you. Mm-hmm. It won't do nothing for you. Yeah. And not that we should do things for people and expect something in return, but I understand right. exactly what you're saying. Now, if I need something, can I count on you? Right. And the answer is no. Or is it always going to be one-sided, right. you know? And so you have to you really have to look at that in life and I'm I'm a fortunate I would say at this stage of life is that I've not had many people Lately, come and ask me for anything or mm. to do anything. Uh, and the, the one person that did ask, I did help, you know, and that was Greg, you know, and I helped him mm. move. And so, and uh, it's that that's a perfect example of doing something for somebody that, like, if I need him to help me move, he ain't going to be able to do it. Exactly. Because of yeah. his, his, health uh, his health issues. Mm-hmm. But I, I did that gladly yeah. because uh, he's a good man and I, I, I want to be there to help him out. But then again, there are other people, man, that, you know, and it could be moving, which I use as an illustration, or coming by the house and doing something for you. Being like, I'll give you a good example. When I was going, I, my wife knows I hate working on cars. I can't, I hate it with a passion. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, back before all the technology changed and all of that, that's I, I worked on cars every week, you mm-hmm. know, primarily mine. <laughs> But uh, whatever the issues were with my car, I could fix it. And so I, as a result, same thing happened to my dad. My dad was not a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he, what ended up happening with my dad was back in the 60s, my, when my parents paid all of the bill, my dad told me they, they literally had like $5 to carry them mm. the whole month. Mind, mind you, things were cheaper then, yeah, but still but $5, $5 still you know, didn't go with, a with, long way with you know, how many children? Three kids at that time. Mm. So, uh one of his cars broke down and he had to go take it to have it repaired and it took that five dollars plus you know so he he vowed that he would never go and put his car in the shop anymore Mm -hmm. so he went and bought this book i don't know if he still has it to this day but yeah it was a no it was it might have been it was a huge it was it was thicker than any children book i've ever this thing was like you know uh war and peace thick it was <laughs> if you know anything about war and peace and how thick a book that is mm-hmm. but uh when everything would anytime pass that that incident he would look in that book and he would fix it and he got so good that even mechanics people that work on cars mm-hmm. would come to my dad with their cars and everybody <laughs> everybody on the street I already knew everybody if any my dad i see my dad go up and down that street so many times man mm-hmm. you know and uh and so he and so as he learned and I, as we began to drive i'm probably the only one that picked up picked up the things but whenever my car would break down he would go out there and fix it the first time mm-hmm. 
but he would tell me, you need to stand here. He said, I'm going to do this once. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would sit there and watch him and I would assist him, hand him the tools that he needed or whatever. And so now the next time it happened, he wouldn't do it. Now, he wouldn't leave me out in the cold. Right. He would come out there with me. I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And he would walk me through the process. Right. And you know what? That's that's the um, the um, I, I guess mantra of teach a person. Right. Uh, to I mean, you, like the, you, you can give a man a, a fish, fish and he eat for a day. Right. You can teach him a fish and you and can you feed him. He for can a feed lifetime. For a lifetime. Exactly. So, so your dad didn't do it for you. Right. But he showed you how to do right. it. So you will know, hey, I don't have to go to the mechanic. Right. I can do this myself. Right. And, and as a result, I had the same issues as my dad. My friends were, yo, did he? I got this going on with my car, and I, you know, cause my dad had a, a, a lot of tools. He had timing lights and just a number of things. Mm -hmm. And so, if somebody <clears throat> car was misfiring or whatever, I would go over there. I mean, I, I, my dad, he, he had some uh, rudimentary ways of doing things. Like if your, uh, if there was low compression on your car, he had this tool that he would stick off in the uh, spark plug thing, and it would read low compression. Mm -hmm. I, I could uh, I could time your car if it was out of time, you know. Now the one thing I I saw him do several times, but I I'm, I never learned it is my dad back in the day they had distributor caps in cars and that's how your timing was set. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you had to. Uh, and this is not gonna make sense to a lot of people, but people who know about cars, it is gonna make some sense to him. When he would uh, bump the engine until the number one cylinder would come up. Mm -hmm. You know, when he, whenever we rebuilt engines, he would bump into the number one cylinder came up. And then he would take the distributor cap, and there was some indication inside the engine that he knew how to put that distributor cap in. And he would tighten it down loosely where it wouldn't come out, but where he could rotate it right or left. Mm -hmm. And so you try to start the car, and you can, you, you can hear this thing is not going to start, right? It's mm -hmm. just... He ain't trying to do nothing. And he would rotate it left or right. And when he heard it started trying to catch, he knew to turn it that direction. Mm -hmm. And then when it started, that's when he would still have it loose. Then he would have me take the timing light. And there was a place that I shined the timing light. And then he would tell me. And uh, it was some, he had highlighted some marks on the uh, engine. He said, when they line up, let me know. Mm -hmm. And then he would rotate, and I say, "Okay, Daddy, they lined up." Then he would tighten it down. Okay. But those are, you know, those are things that I learned from him, and mm -hmm. so I learned, you know, to work on cars. And so I didn't have to go to a mechanic. There were some things that that were beyond my knowledge that I did have to go, but I didn't have to. So then I became that guy people went to. And so after mm -hmm. a while, I, this is what set me off, man. I. People that drive manual transmissions know this about manual transmissions. If your car won't start, you can you can kickstart it, and what what that you can pop the clutch. And what that means is, if you can get it to roll a little bit, you can put it in any gear, and while it's rolling, pop the clutch, and it will start. Mm -hmm. Well, one time my car wouldn't start, and I I already knew this, and so I asked the guys you know to give me a push so I can start my car, and they wouldn't give me a push. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I was on the hill, so I said, okay, cool. You know, I turned it off, and uh, they said, hey, man, we'll holler at you. We're getting ready to go to the house. And they, we weren't too far from the house, so they was like, we were probably about a mile, maybe a mile and a half from the house. we just going we just going we just going to truck it in. we just going. I said, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I let them get about two, 300 yards ahead of me. Mm -hmm. 
uh, turn the ignition forward, roll down the hill, pop the clutch, and draw right past him. No, really? I said, I drove right past him. <laughs> wow. And it was like, yo, they start. No. They say, and, and see, that's, uh, you don't mind helping someone when you know they will help right. you in return. Or even if, a, okay, I'm, I'm helping you work on your car, and you in the house chilling. Right. right. Why aren't you out there helping me help you? No, my father would not work on a car unless we were standing there beside him. You know, all of whoever. Like, if he was working for my my brother me, he wouldn't. But my brother never tried to work on it. My older brother never mm-hmm. tried. You know, he would always go to my dad every time, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, so, but. I, I, <laughs> but I said, we, we're talking about how people use you and stuff oh, like yeah, that, right? Getting back yeah. to that stuff. And we can you know, I, I hold that thought. And I, I going forward, more of my friends would ask for help. And that's when I would go, no. Uh, right. So that was the whole no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a complete sentence. <laughs> right. Exactly. No. Shout out to Deborah for listening. And I uh, love Shree. seeing and everyone else tuning into the D.D. Ingram show. Shree, man. I just, Deborah, that just don't work for me, <laughs> man. I just can't. Yeah, man. well. Um, I guess we could go ahead and close the show out. Is it that time? We got to get three more minutes, man. Yeah, we can well, or two minutes now. Just the hand just clicked <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> did you ever come up with a question, L.A.? In these last no. two minutes? Oh, okay. okay. That's all right. It's two questions no, next we week. Did, but our conversations <laughs> were very, very good. Very, I like those questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we, I keep that in my, my uh, thing. Actually, I need to bring the... Uh, some of these other questions, some of them can be kind of challenging. My wife bought this this deck of cards mm-hmm. for couples, you know, and so those those are some those can be some challenging questions right there because that right there goes to your spirituality. These cards are designed, you know, to improve relationships, but also, you know, to make you go deeper into the relationship. If there's an area where you're uh, lacking, then it gives you an opportunity to recognize that and and make improvement in those areas and we have done those cards and i may uh just put them back off in here because it's it's you know on a day like today it's good man you can go Mm -hmm. through those questions man along with you know how we open and talking about the bible and going forward from there man and which is kind of amazing really when i think about it you know having been having been challenged by my friend larry and opening the show like that it really ends up covering a lot of the show. That's true. You know, because mm-hmm. it leads into other conversations. And, and it leads, for me, and I would say the same for you, but I can't speak for you. It leads for me to reflect upon my life mm-hmm. and uh, reexamine some things and bring forward some things. And prayerfully by me reexamining my life and bringing forth things that it allows people to be blessed by decisions that i've made mm-hmm. and uh whether they're good or bad you know if i made a bad decision you know not to make that decision and if yeah. i made a good decision you know that decision can help you and i pray that uh you are encouraged by the show you know because man it's 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 one of the, my thing about the show is that i want it to be a very inviting environment you know mm-hmm. where people feel free to interact with us and uh, men you guys really do that man and that blesses us man yes, you know it does. because it's particularly on shows that, that on the rare occasion when i'm in here by myself man there 
there have been a number of shows that the show was carried by the audience, man. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, look, I'm in here. So I'm, I say, uh, we appreciate. That. Right, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't know what I'm gonna say. That it just, it's all just gonna depend on how y'all interact with me. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, they they've really done a, a really great job, and I'm jealous because I you got people on your phone. It's not up on my screen. I don't know how you ended up doing. Well, I, that. I'd uh, like to in- extend an invitation to Sheree and Daryl. Maybe you guys could come and do the show one Tuesday. That would be great. At five o'clock. Um, we have some some. Um, it had uh, to be doing a, a off. You know, maybe well, in mean, the summer because she's a, yeah, it's a I'm teacher during the summer. Yeah, or um, you know, well, she's off by five o'clock. Right. I'm sure, but. I don't. I don't know, but um, she said absolutely. All right, we'd so love, we would to, have love to have you, and along we'll with get some that something delicious to eat. <laughs> we will <laughs> get that scheduled. My, my with cousin, you all. boy, she's a boy. They can cook. Boy, they, mm-hmm. they they old school country cooking. Boy, that's, that's right good. there. I missed it, Christmas. Yeah, and I boy, really, it was. It was. I really hate that I missed it. Was it was a great. We had to divide and compliment. It was a great mm-hmm. time. And anyway, y'all know what I say. Each one, reach one, will double the size of the audience in just one week. Man, I keep getting to take when y'all listen to the show please share it while you're listening so and other people like can the and like the page yes. man so we really we love you thank you we appreciate you it's no us without you la do your thing um i just wanted to thank everybody for listening um thank you for having me on the show um i just want to give a shout out to elisa maya and mariano all, all right, right sweetie Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the D.D. Ingram Show, heard every Tuesday here on Fishbowl Radio Network and Facebook Live. We appreciate each and every one of you. We look forward to having you on next Tuesday where our guests will be Zamil, the Pojazzes. Pojazzes. All so right, man. We if got the it. Lord says the same. We will see you next week. All right. So uh, stay tuned for uh, Heartfelt. Test, heartfelt testimony. <laughs> I can, cause I, cause I be jacking with her somewhere. Heart with uh, yes. Saida, <laughs> man, and uh, her co-host Kevin, man. It's, it's a, it's a, a ministry that'll bless you. So we're gonna say goodbye. We we'll see you next Tuesday. God bless and keep you. <laughs>
thankful for the things you've done And I wanna let you know that it's all about you 